Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet, the flooring experts. I got floor.com. St. Louis DGS on KMOX. Happy Friday to you. Uh, Andrew's out today. Didn't actually hear from Andrew. We found a note scratched into chewed cardboard. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I knew it wasn't from Andrew because all the words were spelled correctly. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have, they, have the rats taken him hostage? Let's hope. Okay. Yeah. I will say, I was strangely riveted. By the entire mouse in the car situation when wheels, you went out in the garage and then Dave, you brought um, the really nice cheese, like the baby bell cheese <laughs> to catch the mouse. I found that whole saga just I don't think it's, I don't think it's strangely because I, I don't know about you wheels, but I was out there for the humor. But everything I moved, I was ready. <laughs> it was like I was ready for a snake to yeah. come flying out. <laughs> I mean, exciting. the odds of it's kind of like, you know, you may not have seen it, but the odds of something being alive in there seem pretty strong. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Everything Just, you need for life is there. It's like a redwood forest in California. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of place for places to hide, a lot of place for a creature to hide. Just as you would never overturn a rock in the forest, <laughs> I would never touch anything in Andrew's car. Uh, something alive in there. So he's actually coming back in today because we have the second round of the DGS Catholic, Catholic, Catholic Fish Smackdown. <laughs> I was preparing for schmack and it just <laughs> screwed the whole thing up. 
and uh, he's going to come in and run that because I didn't think any of us could do it. So, oh, well. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what he thinks of us. No faith in you. That's terrible. Mm, oh, you hear the latest with Kellogg's, the whole eat cereal oh, for no, dinner thing. No. Uh, there is a very, very widespread national call for a boycott beginning on April 1st against Kellogg's and all of its brands. Hmm. Why? I mean, I get what they that what they said was tacky, but was it really that unforgivable? So I'm glad you asked that. I, I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, I'm of two minds. So one half of my mind is right where you are, Rach, where it's like, you know, the, the guy screwed the pooch. He he should have thought it through. Hey, how about eating cereal for dinner, all you swamp goat loser hobo Joes? <laughs> um, I know what he was trying to do. Like, let's seize on this, and yeah. people can just eat Frosted Flakes, and you know, put together a campaign. And he had to under, he had to get it uh, within ten seconds of the first person going really. Uh, but on the other hand, I am so mad. At the country, billionaires, corporations, I've been looking into how much profit these people are making and how they're really screwing us over. And and I said yesterday, uh, it's like uh, like in a bank heist movie where you've got 100 people in the bank, two people with guns, rush them. They're going to get some of us, but they're not going to get all of us. So I'm in a real rush kind of mood, right? Mm-hmm. In, in a righteous January 6th kind of way, not in a dumbass January 6th kind of way. And so with people saying, you know what, Kellogg's, you can just kiss our ass. We're not going to buy anything from you during the month of April. That part of me is kind of like good. Does that make sense? Yeah, because yeah. I'm uh, generally... Uh... I'm in the same place. My thought was it would be one thing if he were a government official saying, oh, you can't have dinner. Why don't you go eat cereal? I hear that's cheap. But he, <laughs> right. you know, he's running the company. And yeah. he's, and, we all and, get it. And there's yeah. probably part of him thinking, hey, this is <laughs> this will be nice. Why don't you have cereal for dinner? Um, but but for the most part, I feel the exact same way about people. We just talked about the guy who has, what, 100 billion dollars and he's got that wedding coming up where he has a nine page dress code yeah there's a a a billionaire in india they're having a three-day pre-wedding extravaganza that starts today the wedding's not until july but it's a nine page dress code and the band is uh, rihanna Rihanna. and and my thinking was (laughs) what good is it for society and i know he's not an american right no he's from india but what what good is it that we have people who live here that have many billions of dollars. Like, I get success, I get whatever, that's fine. But how is that good for us as a society, that you have people with so much money that they can never possibly spend, their kids can't spend it, their grandkids can't spend it, how is that good? It's, I know it's not your your point, but the floor at least is even on average higher here than it is just because we were talking about India. And in India, when you have extreme yeah. abject poverty. Like literally the other side of the street. Literally. I yeah. mean, just, you know, extreme poverty. And so there it's even a a wider gap, at least here in the United States, the floor, while still I know it's too low, is higher than it is in countries that have Poverty like we've never seen. This is where I get where Dave's coming from because, you know, we and it's our fault to a degree because we don't participate enough in who represents us. But we've known all this. People are always, especially on this particular topic, conservatives are always whining about the IRS, right? Oh, they're hiring all these agents to come after you. No, no, no. They're hiring the agents to go after wealthy people. Yeah. 
And I just saw this from Katie Porter from California. Uh, she tweeted uh, like two years ago in, in 2022 that the audits of millionaires and billionaires have dropped 66% in the last 10 years. And they're not dropping for you and me. They're not dropping for regular people. That's right. They're only decreasing for the wealthy. And she tweeted yesterday that for every dollar put into the IRS, they get $6 back good by going after the wealthy people. She calls them wealthy tax cheats. If, and that would mean to me that they're breaking the already very friendly tax laws because the laws are very friendly if you're super rich. Maybe not if you're the guy that's, you know, got a million dollars or two. They're, you're probably, again, you're in the middle. You're in that in between. Even though you're doing well, you're not Elon. You're not Bezos. But the tax code works great for those guys. Friendlier now than it was post World War II. Yeah. I mean, by a I, lot. And we don't care because, A, we get spun up by people that are spreading, oh, they're just coming for everybody's money. No, they're no, coming no. for you. No, they're coming for billionaires' right. money, and they're doing okay. Like, I, again, you can argue principle all you want, but we got to argue practical before principle. Are things getting taken care of the way that they're supposed to? Clearly, they're not because too many have too much. Now, does that mean you want to redistribute their wealth? No. If you have it, you keep it. We're talking about what you earn in the future. So I'm I'm fascinated by what Ramji said. I never really thought about it in that way. So let's let's split it into hemispheres. On one side is should there be billionaires? And on the other side is does it do any good for society? And I think I'm of two different minds on that. I'm not yet ready to say there shouldn't be billionaires because I'm still a free market capitalist. If you if you have a great idea like Amazon or you're the best basketball player who's ever lived or you're Oprah yeah. or you're Jay-Z, like, OK, yeah. you've earned it. That's yeah. your money. But on the other side, I'm not sure that that's anything but a bad thing. I know they start businesses. I know they spend money, but I'm not sure that it's great for society. Now, it doesn't mean you should take them away or you should right. take their money or you should make a rule that you can't make any more than $100 million. But I'm not sure it's also a great thing for I th society. I think for me, it all comes down to the floor. I think we need to focus less on putting a, putting a cap and focus more on raising the floor because you could look at the gap itself. And I think there's nothing immoral about a gap because if, let's say, everyone were billionaires and millionaires – the wealth gap would be greater than it is now. But if everyone had a million dollars as their floor, nobody would care. So Then we'd be mad at trillionaires. We'd be mad at trillionaires. So it's not the gap and it's not the ceiling. I think what we need to be concerned about is the floor. Right, but how do we raise the floor without taking from the top? Because I don't think it's zero Because there's sum. no well, there's, well, there, there are there are not infinite amount of resources. Right. If there were, there wouldn't be poor people. Well, with money, a, we're, we're creating wealth. No, I I understand, but there's only a certain amount of of everything in the world that exists. If we print more money, we're devaluing the money, and that's going to cause all kinds of other problems. The reason, and this is like if you if you just like if you go out to dinner with someone and two of you are there and you order a pizza, and one guy eats eight of the ten slices, you're only going to get two. Yep. There are no more. The, the the and I I knew the number was outrageously the the um, discrepancy was pretty high. I wanted to look it up real quick. Economic Policy Institute said in 2022, the average CEO to worker compensation was 344 to one. Um, back in 1965, it was 21 to one. Still pretty high and still pretty good. Yeah. Should a CEO make 344 times? 
more than a worker should make? You shouldn't make more because you're leading the business. But 340-plus times? Yeah, it, that's I, that's outrageous. Dave, your question is really an interesting one because uh, about whether they should exist and, and whether it's good. I have no problem with wealthy people existing and having billions of dollars. I don't care how many. Mm-hmm. But we need to get up to a place where we can stop them from trying to tilt the game more in their favor by manipulating our laws, by manipulating our yeah, leaders, our mean, political leaders. Think about an analogy of basketball and that there are seven footers and then there's us. And you say, you know, I, I, I don't want to say the seven footers can't play, but at the same time, I haven't, they haven't passed to me in three games. And that's kind of how it feels sometimes. You know. Yeah, well, in sports, which is why a lot of us love sports, they make rules. So in basketball, the seven footer can't just stand right under the rim. He can't. It's not. It's against the rules. You're gonna get. It's, it's gonna be free throws. Interesting point. Right. So in sports, we try to level the playing field, and that's all I ever really want to talk about. I don't want to take from anybody. And your point is always that the seven footers would be making all the rules. Right. Exactly. And and I think that's where. We don't, we don't need to take anybody's money. We don't, and I mean what you have. If you have it now, you have it. We don't need to limit earnings, but we have to stop allowing guys like Elon and Bezos, and I name them because they're the famous ones. There are thousands and thousands more wealth, super wealthy people who use their wealth to manipulate our laws, to manipulate our elected leaders, to make it more in their favor. Is it true? Does it ring true to you guys that in America, let's forget about everywhere else, if you try hard enough, if you work hard enough, maybe you won't be a billionaire, but you can make a solid middle class living? Is that a true statement? I mean, yes and no. Because I, I know people who work I very, yes. very hard with multiple jobs and still have difficult time yeah. making ends meet. Yeah. But I mean, there's always going to be that. But I think as an overall brush stroke uh, and a broad brush stroke, can that still happen? Absolutely. I mean, and we know this because there are still so many people from all over the world trying to get to the United States. I am not someone who believes the American dream is dead. It's not dead. And there is. Are there problems, systemic problems? Absolutely. But are we still in many ways a meritocracy in the sense that you can get to at least a certain position, a livable what, life? Uh, yes. What are the top two or three uh, stumbling blocks? To becoming successful. And let's forget about birth, okay? Like if you're born a bush, you're better off than if yeah. you're born a glover. But but other than that, when people are starting out, Rage, born middle class, 32 years old, starting out, what are the impediments to her becoming successful? Well, I think there are less in that category. That's my category. That's how I came up. Basically just middle class. I think I have way fewer. And I had teammates, by the way, who had much greater in college that had much greater limitations than I ever did. Coming from very poor families, uh, some who had to, I mean, legitimately had parents who who floated over on boats from Cuba to South Florida. Like that is how they got there with nothing. So their obstacles were a lot at the beginning. Um, did their neighborhood have good enough schools? Were they able to keep starting, up? They're not even starting at the starting well, line. Well, this is the thing. So, like, I think in the middle, your odds are great. And I think this is kind of, again, I'm not sorry for another sports analogy, but yes, everyone can get that. But the percentages are not in your yeah, favor if you're starting place. You. So if you're a baseball player, sure, you've got that one-tenth of one percent chance to be a major leaguer, but 99% plus are not going to be it. 
And I think Amy's right. Everybody can do it. But there are a lot more that are going to fail if you're starting way behind, if you're starting in poverty. It also depends on how you define success, what your goals are, and what you prioritize. I mean, I you know, joke that, you know, like I'm in an apartment, I don't have a house and how I picked a career path that was not lucrative and the chances of me making a good living are slim. And that was writing. My goodness, at first I wanted to write poetry. When the world was I thinking? But that was because I, I had the opportunity to say, okay, it's just me. I'm going to pursue writing as long as I can make enough to pay for my little apartment. I'm okay. And I felt successful in that sense because I was pursuing what I loved. I had so many people tell me, especially as I pursued writing, okay, if you want solid to start saving money and save up for a house, go into the trades, right? And that is something where like if you are looking for you define success by making a really good income where you can buy a house and you can save, the trades are the way to go. But it depends on where you prioritizing. Are you prioritizing this dream job of writing? Are you prioritizing maybe your dream job is building? It just we have so many options. Last here. question. As a published poet, what would rhyme with Ranji? <laughs> I can think of nothing. It's all filthy. Oh. <laughs> Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 124 DGS on KMOX. Happy Friday to you. Uh, Let's kind of finish this topic out. Amy, you just said something really interesting on the break. You said that one of the big differences, generation to generation, is that uh, our grandparents didn't pursue their dreams. They pursued jobs. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not saying that Ranji's wrong with the CEOs and the discrepancy, but I also know we started sending a lot more kids, a lot more people to colleges at the same time that we were subsidizing colleges with loans and the college prices were going up. So we're saddling younger people with more debt and having them pursue their dreams, which sounds nice, but sometimes dreams, they're just not tenable. Whereas like my grandparents bought a house. Yeah, but your grandparents didn't pursue your dream, their dreams. 
grandparents pursue jobs. Who set up so, the system that gotta, exists gotta, right now, by the way? I, I, take, ex- I take exception. No, to those grandparents you're talking about, right. that generation set this up. So Let me like take, the loans, the college loans? Yeah, they set that up. Like the, the people that are in my dad's generation, the boomers generation, are the ones that created the housing market the way that it is, the education market the way that it is. The kids didn't create it. It was the it. older generation well, that did it. Well, let me say this. The, the way you put it, it makes it sound like everybody goes to college to pursue their dreams like they're all going into theater. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's They're not. They're, yeah, they're they business go for engineering, degree, science, yeah. engineering, but education. I mean, are, yeah, there are there are public relations. There are, yes, there are theater and, and there are radio uh, training. There's all kinds. Right. It is, it is, but that's not yeah. the majority of people. The I'm vast majority is... of people go into college, think they're going to come out, get a middle class job, do something in business, do something in education, maybe end up in, in one of the sciences. It's not like universities yeah. are but completely full is, of people following some, it's some dream. It's no monocausal explanation when you're looking at the gap right now and how young people are struggling to make it work. There are multiple explanations. Yeah, and but we would be remiss if we didn't look at saddling. Sure. Young people, but the biggest part of it is what I'm talking about. CEOs. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to be an engineer if you don't take on the student loans? Our engine, how are you going to be a teacher? I will say this a lot of the engineers and teachers I know, or especially engineers and medical, they're doing okay, they're not struggling to put food on the table. And you can be you can get a good job, like even IT, IT might be the new uh manufacturing job, where in the sense that. More and more people are going in and getting stable jobs and making good money in IT. I'm not saying that that's what you want to do or don't want to do. But as culture changes, as values change, you have to look at the whole reason of why are people now struggling. Yeah, well, I mean, we, again, we should also acknowledge what the biggest problems are. Yeah, that could be some of it. But the biggest problems seem pretty clear to me. When when the money that's made, the profit that's made in any company, a Fortune 500 company, filters its way to the top more now than it did 30, 40 years ago, that is a huge part of the problem. So let's not pretend like it's not. I mean, it could be some of this other stuff, but when a a CEO is making, and the Fortune 500 number is 275 to 1. Yeah. The CEO pay 275 to to 1, the average worker? Yeah, and who who are the people that decided every job needed a college degree? Because what people are seeking out is what they're told they need to get to the job that's even remotely interesting to them. Now, some industries, no choice. If you're going to be a doctor, you're going to have to go to school for a long time. You want to be a lawyer, Attorney. you're going to have to go to school. You want to be a teacher, you're going to have to do a lot of school. That may not be true for other places, but even businesses not related to specialties are like, your first thing on their ad is for your bachelor's degree required. That didn't start with the kids that are going to college the last 50 years. It started with the people that were in place and power before that. Welcome back, guys. DG Asim Kim Wex. Happy Friday, one thirty-four. Okay, that's enough smart guy talk for a while. <laughs> it's, it's Friday. It's DGS. Let's do something stupid, okay? Remember when we did the uh, who would win between a gorilla and a grizzly bear? Yeah, yes. I got a new one. All right. Who would win the fight? Fist fight, straight up. The average thirteen-year-old boy or the average seventy-year-old man? Uh, I'm going to go for the seventy-year-old man. Because he's got old man wisdom. Partly. I mean, like old man strength. My dad's 75 and he he's not like he's he could still move around and do things and play sports and stuff. The average 13 year old probably is what? A hundred pounds. Is your dad the average 70 year old, though? No, no, no. That's a good point. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's 75, though, but maybe I don't know what the average is, Hmm. but I'd still bet on the 70 year old. 
This is a great question. <laughs> I'm going 70. Yeah. I think they're obviously full grown. A lot of those 13 year olds, like Wheel said, are still They'll have tiny. a weight advantage yeah. on average, I would think, yeah. by a good bit. And a height advantage. Probably 40 probably. pounds. That's what it is. It's not the youth. It's that 13 is such a weird. Like if you had said 15 versus yeah, 70, maybe. then you go maybe with the 15 year old. Mm. But 13 is still. A lot of boys are still pretty young. Uh, like they, they haven't like still grown boys. up yet. Yeah, they're still little. You know what the 70 year old could do? To distract is to turn around, pull his pants down, show his saggy ass, and then the 13-year-old is so aghast by it, then he turns around and just clocks him. Yeah, that would be a... That, that is might that be, unfair? Well, I think it's a crime. <laughs> yeah, on a couple of levels. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. already fighting a 13-year-old. Yeah, yeah that's okay. fair. That's fair. You know, uh, so you add a couple years. Well, well, <laughs> and you're on the registry. Yeah, uh, yeah I was going to say, you may not have the same reputation in jail. I'm trying to think of who's 70 around here. In this building. Uh, Steve? Uh, no. Steve's not 70. Oh, my God. Hold on. I have to send a text. Wow. <laughs> uh, Coming up on Monday, is the Ronj and Andrew show. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> now that's a show. It's just them. Oh, They're just no calling training. each other names the whole time. <laughs> but the name calling gets increasingly specific and hurtful. <laughs> So what are these uh, people talking good. about? That's what they'd say. Uh, yeah, seriously, who's 70 here? I can't think of anyone. Because that's why I'm trying to picture a 70-year-old well, uh, that I guess, know. you're afraid to guess, aren't you? are afraid to guess if anyone's on the cusp. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, Mark Reardon's like 65 and he looks 40. I don't know how yeah. he does it. He's 65. How old no. is he? I think so. How old no. is he? I thought he's younger than me. He, not, if he, if he you was... guys are in the same range, you're in the same general vicinity. Okay. Yeah. I'm afraid to guess. I thought he was at least 60. I don't know I don't why. Think I thought he told here. me that he was 60. I don't think anyone is 70 here. I don't think so either. Uh, Rach, you want to wear uniforms? I do. I <laughs> I hate picking out my clothes for work every day, and I just wish we had, you know, a set dress code where it's like, all right, I'm going to be like Doug from the cartoon Doug and just wear the same thing <laughs> yeah. every single day. I wanted that yeah. in high school so bad because we, we actually did have a really strict dress code at my high school, and I was like, just give us a uniform so we could wear the same thing every day. This would probably be offensive to the military, which I would never want to do. But if I could get away with it, I would like to wear flight suits. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that'd be cool. <laughs> just one piece, jumpers, cinched in the all middle. Just wear, like, Except give you a false waist. The bathroom thing is a problem. Because you have to unzip it all the way down. Well, we can make you? adjustments for c- civilian life. Okay. Put a flap in the back. No flap. Oh, there you go. Just like the old cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little buttons. I actually watched a YouTuber <laughs> I watched had ordered like a onesie that you that had a flap in the back and he was giving a review of it. Yeah, stuff you watching on your I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know how I got to this. But I was just watching like all either. of his videos. He's on and onesie like, not a crime. It's, it's onesie talk. But he was saying it was a problem because whenever you need to use the back flap, often you need to use the, you have to go number one as well. So it's like you have to do that first and then huh? get back in your onesie. That's, you yeah, that's not worth no, it. No, you wouldn't. You just sit Wait. down and do them both. But there, not there's with no, the back if there's, flap. Yeah, not with the back flap. Why not? Because there's no way Because I don't think going. it's big enough. It would have to be like a, to- a total like front to back flap. Yeah. How big do you think the flap is? In my head, the flap. It's plenty big. Yeah. yeah. How big is the flap? I don't know. I've only seen it in cartoons. I know. I know same here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking of like Bugs Bunny. So I can have no idea. The cartoon ones, it is Their whole big, but it's... shows in the cartoon. <laughs> right, but yeah. your well, front but is still Yeah, covered. say the front is not at the bottom. Ron, why don't you go down and ask Reardon? He was probably around in those things. <laughs> <laughs> can we go see how old he is? He probably grew up in those things. <laughs> I, he must have. 
But what if, yeah, what if you had, it hooks like at your waist and you can undo the flap and pull it all the way up? Waiters. I could do it with waiters. Well, then it's not a onesie. <laughs> no, 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 this part where it goes. No, you had nothing on the top. What? Well, I mean, we do. No, she's I mean, saying you keep <laughs> the top on. No, Reverse no, like, that. If it's, a, if it's a onesie, like a flight suit. Yeah. The, it's almost like a hammock. The flap. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That ice is so thin. Yeah. I do know this, though. If if I were 15 and you asked me the question about the uniform <laughs> at school, I think that's stupid. But the older I get, look at me. I wear the same thing every day that's anyway. We, we all it's do like, kind of have uniforms. Yeah, but I don't yeah. want it to be. I don't want to, I don't want you to have to wear what I wear. I you do. should wear what you want to wear and create your own uniform, well, Rach. maybe it should just be like cartoon land where we all have our own yes. uniform. And it's like, oh, yeah. yes. I'm Rachel, decide. This, this is, is my, my uniform and I'm wearing this? it every day. We have a uniform. You don't have to worry about it. And everyone makes five grand more a year. But the uniform is khakis and a button-down long-sleeve shirt. Uh, that's fine with me. Yeah, sure. Five Why more not? grand? Sure. Really? But the, do they yes. supply it? Yeah. Yeah, great. I have work clothes that I don't wear anywhere else because I'm like, this is a dumb shirt, but it's appropriate for work. Yeah, so okay for these way. losers. <laughs> yes. Like, Damn. if we had a uniform, I would save money because I wouldn't have to buy, like, work-appropriate clothes where I could just say, okay... I mean, like this, like you know, like a. I have a. I have blouses for the first time in my life. I've never bought a blouse. <laughs> <laughs> What's causing the blouse run? Because I want to feel like in the summer. I wear a lot of like like tank tops because it's hot, but you don't can't wear a tank top to work. So I bought a bl- short sleeve blouses. I don't know. I would never wear a blouse out. Hmm. I'm, I'm not a blouse person. I love that Dave wouldn't take five more grand just to wear khakis and a button down. <laughs> what, am I I might not, man. What, what am I, one of the Duggars? No. Yeah, I might not, not either. You see where that leads? You would turn bunch up of people running around in khakis. Ronge, when you guys were uh, at Dick's Last poor, Resort, did you have a uniform? <laughs> they give us a t-shirt. Okay, so like when I worked at like Hands, for example, you had to wear khakis and you had a couple of their shirts that were very specific long sleeve button down shirts. They got so dirty so fast. Yeah. One of my dumbest Like, you literally jobs. have to wash them every day. <laughs> at, uh, at SIU, I don't know if it's still there, they had the University Club restaurant. And it was lots of perfect. It was very nice, very fancy. I had to wear a brown tux. Who wears a brown, <laughs> a brown? tux? No. Yes. Wow, I've never even heard of that. Yeah. And uh, so I was a waiter, and we all had to wear those. And, you know, this was, was would have been like 1983. And, you know, food was between 3 and $5 for a meal. And it was professors and it was students. And people would leave like a quarter tip. And so <laughs> I'm wearing a brown tux and like biting on nickels to see if they're real. It's like, what a dumb, like that was a real out of balance kind of thing. How did the tux look though? Was it cool? Look good on me. Did it look yeah, like tweed? I, like what, weed? Tweed? No, it was just, uh, it was like a lighter beige shirt with brown tux pants and a brown uh, vest, no jacket required, and um, yeah, that was it. That was it. And I was that was that was when I was when I was in my bodybuilding phase. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah, you were yoked. Oh boy, yeah, swole. W O L. Did you tell him? About- Welcome to the University Club. Can I help you? Oh, just point me in the right direction. Use Hams. those biceps. Yes. I'm just Did thinking you of your story where you would wear tuxedo pants as regular pants. Oh, dude. So when I first started in radio, I gained 60 pounds my first year wow. because you guys, you're in radio. You walk in, there's Krispy Kremes, there's Chocodiles. Oh, I thought you meant you were cultivating mass. 
you were you just ate food. Oh no, no, yeah, I got fat. Okay. Yeah. No, I just got yeah. fat. And one day, uh, I forget it was somewhere, it was at the station, and someone goes, Someone left a tuxedo and it was like <laughs> clean in the bag the whole bit. And I looked at it, and I'm like, well, that's pretty much my size. So it's like, yoink. Yeah. And uh, so it found its way home with me somehow. And <clears throat> so then the tux pants, I realized, had those little things that would, you know, tighten it and loosen it. Adjust it, yeah. It, oh, yeah, You yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I, that became my dress pant. Yeah. And to where I would just wear those all the time. And here I am at dinner. So they're over here during dinner. And then as soon as dinner would end, plip, plip. Yeah, yeah. And they just loosen open. a couple. I felt like it was kind of genius until I got called out. And then yeah. they, <laughs> like, like, are you wearing tux pants? <laughs> you wearing, yes, I are you am. wearing maternity pants? <laughs> Remember when Maureen was, she was pregnant with Phoebe and she would get these jeans. And instead of buttons or zippers, they were just Velcro. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw that, I'm like, that's possible? Yeah. <laughs> wow. What am I doing over here? Yeah. It's kind of where jeans are, depending on which ones you get. They have them that are super flexible. Real stretchy. Yeah. That, like, if, if you yeah. gain a little, Levi's you're still wear the same jeans. Yep. But if you lose a little, you can still wear them, too. You just have to tighten your belt a little bit. Who wears a belt with jeans? I do. Every day. Oh, I'm, I'm bringing Every it day. back, too. Yeah. I wear the mom jeans and the belt and the tucked-in turtleneck. What do you... What yeah. do you garden against with the belt? What's that? What do you garden oh, against? Saggage. Oh. I, just I wear feel a belt, like a, too. What's really? sagging? I'll Does tell you why. I, do, I don't know. I'm just the used jeans. to it. I've done it forever. So it's just kind of my thing. <laughs> I missed a joke. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, what's sagging if the, the, the belt would help? I'm like, the jeans? <laughs> I didn't know what The older you get, the smaller your ass gets. So things start to slide. I've never in my that life not met true. someone who is better at insulting people than Andy. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. It's very condescending. And, and then she's just like, what? I actually thought that one was innocent. Like, there's just a lot she doesn't know. Yeah. I'm like, really sorry. Asking an old lady. <laughs> like, asking your grandma, like, what's it like when your nipples are so close to your belt? What? It's, it's all just the most condescending, I'm better than you. I'm... I'm upset that I missed the episode where she looked at Rachel and said, are you having a drink over there? <laughs> Give it a drink during work. No, it was worse than that. It was worse than that. It was that. almost an intervention. She's like, that doesn't have alcohol. Yeah, she it? was sad. She was upset. Oh, Rachel, you're not boozing at work, are you? <laughs> Rachel, is that a... We all know what you're Rachel, capable of. is that a white claw? Are you having a white claw at work? It looked like a white claw, though, didn't it? I mean, it does kind of look like a white claw. Well, this is kind of the point. Like the, oh. This is where the benefit of the doubt comes in. Yeah. And just, I was thinking about it ran, after uh, Rachel told us about it about a week ago. I was thinking, it was just in my, I'm at home, and I'm thinking, what about the time that Amy thought it was plausible that Rachel's drinking at work? And I not said, even like, not even at like four or five o'clock, but at like when the sto- the show is starting at one. Yeah. yeah. On like a Tuesday. Oh, so you're free gaming. Yeah. yeah. And like, if, that, if you thought that about like one of us, I think that would be more reasonable. Yeah. Like the last person I would suspect is Rachel. Rachel. Because, like, I don't know, maybe you guys were trying something for a client. (laughs) (laughs) Being drunk at work. Ron, do you remember the game, What Doesn't Scotty Know? Oh, Scotty Doesn't Know? We can play that game. Oh, my God. To the imitation zone. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. One fifty one DGS. Rach is so funny. On the break, Rach used the term trad wife, and I just learned what that was last night. Oh, that's really? Crazy. I had to Google it. Yeah. It's interesting. It's you know, people I'm sure plenty of people listening don't know what it is, so it's usually young women who choose the path of like I'm gonna be a traditional Now let me ask you this. Housewife. To the best of your knowledge, is it uh just that you uh Stay home and you don't work outside the home, or is it more like you submit to your husband? And oh, I think mm. it goes pretty deep. It's like okay. the traditional sense of what a housewife is supposed to, was originally, you know, supposed to be. That's how I understand it. Anyway, there could be. I'm sure other people have other definitions, but gotcha. like, do they go into that, or do they just do like if you're a stay at home mom, they say it, or is it used more? Yeah, do people claim it themselves? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like an internet yeah. term where it's like, oh, this is, you know, I'm traditional. I'm always going to submit to my husband. I'm always going to have dinner on the table. I'm going to do this, this, and this. And there's always like a big heavy dose of, because I have no problem with any of that, but there's a big heavy dose of like, if you're not doing this, you're messing up. Yeah. This is the right way to be. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, so if, like if people are doing version. it because yeah. this is what I want, all right. Right, exactly. Yeah. No problem with that at all. But whenever it's like, and any other type, if you're any other type of woman, you are wasting your life. It's like, all right, well, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of generational differences, I really made Phoebe laugh, and I think really made her realize how old I am. Uh, when she was home last, we we're just kind of talking, and she was like, uh, like when you were, were small uh, and you would eat breakfast and you didn't have a phone. What would you read? You know what I told her? Funny. Box. Box. Oh, box. oh, yeah. The riboflavin yeah. and niacin and Absolutely. all that. Yeah. I, I, can, I can read One of the first honeycombs. words you read is riboflavin. <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, well, not to get too personal, but what would you read in the bathroom when uh, you're, like, sitting down? Well, I know all the ingredients shampoo. to every shampoo bottle. Yeah, yeah Perel. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. That's... You just sit there and you'd be like, lather, rinse, it. repeat. Yep. Well, so well, true. You also had the funny pages every day in the newspaper. That was a good breakfast yeah. reader. Yeah. Boy, the funny pages have never done much for me. Just not your type of humor, Dave? No, there's like one or two good ones, and then there's, I don't know. Why does it feel like it's a section of where depressed people drew pictures? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of You're talking about the feels. cartoons? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what used to... out kind of sad. I was enraged every time I'd read Family Circus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's bad. Yeah. Infuriating. I don't know what it is about it, but I would get I so angry. I can tell you what it is, because that mofo didn't do anything his whole life. He was laying in a, a big pile of coke and prostitutes, and, and then he would just wake up and he'd go like, 
Billy says it was not me who did oh, the, that. Oh, the guy that created it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't like, know that. How hard is that? You give me eight hours, I'll write a hundred of those yeah. cartoons. Family circus. Then his, then his son oh. took over. Yeah. Talk about a Nepo baby. Well, when he, I was eight, I wouldn't have known that. took over the easiest but... job in the world. The worst to me was like <clears throat> Ranger Rick. Was that it? No. Mark Trail. Mark Trail. Oh, yeah. My grandpa one. loved Mark Trail. Well, because he was a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they thought it everything was, was so funny. slow. They didn't have to change anything. Like, one day it would be like, oh, it's a quail. And then the next day they go, a quail? <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day he's like, yes, a quail. And you're like, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Not going to lie. I liked Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid. Oh, oh yeah. Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes. That was a good there one. There were always a few good ones. Yeah, there were. Two I, or three. It still doesn't do it for me. And I feel awful because everyone loves Calvin and Hobbes. And it still kind of feels like, okay. How about a- Farsight? That one is funny. That's the one where I've actually laughed out loud. Except there was always just one frame. Not always, right? But wasn't it usually just the one frame? Yes. Yes. Is Calvin and Hobbes the the artist? Is he the lunatic? No, 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 that's Dilbert. Dilbert. Oh, Dilbert. Is he the lunatic? (laughs) Dilbert guy. Yes, that's him. (laughs) He went crazy on Twitter. That guy guy has some opinions. Do you remember the one, Kathy, where it was always just his business woman? (laughs) I didn't read that one. Still not as bad as Family Circus. (laughs) She should have dated Dilbert. (laughs) Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 